Morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. My name is Latasha Martin, and if this is your first time watching me on a live stream, I come in five days a week with a morning message of the gospel, meaning the Bible, with practical application. So today's message is called The Undefined Hustle. Good morning, Janine. It's called The Undefined Hustle, dot, 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 never good, never good. It is never good. And this message is for people who find it hard to delegate and find it hard um, to embrace their current season in their life. Good morning, Adeline. So if you feel inspired to invite someone that you feel is like that hustler that's I do it myself, go ahead and tag and share and invite a friend. Um, good morning, Stephanie. And I'm going to go ahead and open up in a word of prayer for us. So dear God, we thank you so much for being a faithful God. Dear God, we thank you so much for just through intimacy with you, you showing us who we are and um, who we may need to still develop into. And dear God, I pray that you bless this word today. I pray that you bless it in a way where you are glorified the loudest, the biggest of all things. Dear God, I pray that as I share this message, that you guide me with the Holy Spirit, what to say out of my mouth. Dear God, I pray that I don't go before you and that I have the confidence to stand right there beside you and you share and share all that you're encouraging me to share today. Lord, I pray that someone is blessed enough to go into this content and into this scripture for themselves so that you can reveal to them the things that you see in them and how they can continue to connect to their purpose by applying the, the truth of the word of God and who they are and what they are called to do um, so that they are obedient servants in ways that it lines up with your mission for their lives. Dear God, I pray that your agenda suppresses, um, goes beyond all of our agendas and that we are more intentional as we speak to you and hear from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, Shannon. So listen, last night for some of you who are inside of this group called Get Naked With God, I really enjoy our once a week sessions because it brings a fresh perspective on stuff that I wrote so long ago. And one of the areas that came up was this, why do I do what I do? And after the, the time that we were together in this morning when I was in preparation saying, God, like help me to understand and dive into that little deeper for myself because there are still places in me that I will ask for help, but then there's other reasons that I don't ask why I'm not deliberate and intentional when I'm being obedient. And so um, there were so many titles for today's message. When I tell you the, the list went on, and on and on. But right before I went on, I was like, God, which one should I share? And the one that came out was the undefined hustle, not good. So again, as I mentioned before, I prayed, this message is for the hardworking, I'll do it myself person who really wants to glorify God in all that they do. But they have a hard time asking themselves why they do what they do, but they're just busy. And they're, I believe sometimes we get addicted to the busyness. And how do you know that you're addicted to the busyness? Because when there is time that you're supposed to rest and be still, um, it is a challenge. And it used to be more of a challenge for me than it is right now. And so even as I say that, when I say just go somewhere and be quiet and be still, if that is a struggle for you, I want you to put a number one in the comment section, because this is where I think all of the stuff comes into your head, especially if you are a person who says, I want to do things to uplift the kingdom and I want to contribute to the body of Christ because I recognize that we're better together. And so what I realized for myself is there were some examples that I was bringing that came to my mind and I was just like, okay, God, but what is the difference between hustling 
and obeying. Because it seems like there's a thin line because you'll hear people say, I'm on my grind. I'm on my hustle. You know, I got to do what I got to do. And then it seems like there's other people that are like, I'm just chilling, waiting on the Lord, (laughs) waiting for the Lord to bless me. And even the words that we use, I think sometimes get uh, misused and twisted up and, and tangled up. And they're not really edifying to the gospel as we read it. And I was like, but why do we get there? And so some of the examples that God was bringing alive to me is, I, and I want to ask it, I want to share through a question. Can you ever remember, or do you remember the last time where you worked really, really hard for something, only it didn't go how you expected it to go? She said, I can't sit still and watch TV without doing something else. That's funny, Idolin. But can you remember that time, the last time you thought, okay, I heard from the Lord, or this is a project that I'm working on, and I work really, really hard for it, only for the outcome not to be what you expected it to be. And then there may have been other times that you thought you were chilling and you were just waiting and it seemed like God just showed up and did what he does. And you're like, oh my gosh, the favor of the Lord. And I thank God for the blessing. And what I realized is, is that when we say the favor of the Lord and the blessing, it can only be favor if you're prepared for the opportunity of the blessing. Well, what does that mean, Latasha? Well, in my world of consulting, I have worked with a lot of anxious startup small businesses. And I've seen this happen and it breaks my heart every time. And I don't know, I think I learned this lesson through watching versus doing. And actually, let me just not say startup businesses, but even multi-million dollar businesses, this has happened to them, where they'll have a desire for something and they'll have this lofty goal. And they'll say to themselves, I want to be a multi-million dollar company within my first year. And what they don't realize is the scripture that comes out of Luke 14, 28, which is, for which of you desires to build a tower, but does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it. So we got these big, huge goals, these unrealistic goals. And I'm not saying God can't do anything. I know that he can, but we have a God of order. Even in our, when we receive God into our lives, there's scriptures that talk about, there's a time that you're on the milk. And then there's a time where you transition to meat. And so when I thought about that, and I was thinking about this whole concept of uh, undefined hustle and those two analogies, I can remember the times that I've sat with this business owner and they've got these great ideas. And when I say to them, okay, so how do you strategically think you're going to get there? So let's just say you get a contract tomorrow for a million dollars. Do you really think that you have the manpower, the processes, the strategies, and all of that in place to receive that contract so that it's favor and it's a blessing? It's not a burning of a burden and a catastrophe. Now, maybe that example does not seem real to you. So let me give you another example of when people think that they work really hard and they say, I want money, I want money, I want money, or they played a lottery, they played a lottery, they played a lottery, but they don't put things in place to have strategic obedience and they're asking for something that they're not ready for. If you look at the statistics on people who win large amounts of money or inherit large amounts of money with no instruction, often they find themselves worse off in a very short period of time than they would have been if they never got that windfall or that blessing because they weren't prepared for it. 
Well, just like we see those things where it seems like maybe some of these concepts are on, on abstract, then we've got people who work really hard, right? So we work really hard because we believe God called us to one thing or another. And what happens is what we don't recognize, and I know this happens to me, is as you evolve and get closer and God keeps transitioning you to get closer to this thing that he's called you to lead and not necessarily do all the work, sometimes we forget and we don't recognize that we've outgrown how we're connecting to the vision. Let me say that again. Sometimes we've outgrown how we connect to the vision. Okay, Latasha, well, that's not making sense for me. I'm not connecting the lottery. I'm not collecting, connecting the business thing to what you're saying right now when you're saying, I don't realize my role has changed. So what I realize is that often God gives us these visions and these things and these plans and these purposes for our lives. And sometimes we look at them and we say, oh my gosh, it's so big. I don't even know how I hear that. I can do this. Anybody ever had God put something into your spirit, man? And you're just like, I don't know how I can do this. And Jesus, I know that I have you, but how can we do this, right? Even that statement sounds crazy. Give me a number two if you ever feel like God placed something on your life that seems so much bigger than you. And what I realized when God was showing me this and he was saying this is what happens is as worker bees, we get busy hustling. We get busy saying, okay, I know that this is the plan. This is the project. This is the vision. I'm going to put together my to-do list and I'm going to get there. But what happens is your to-do list don't get you there. And you're sitting there frustrated because you're like, how is my to-do list not getting me there? And what I realize is, is because sometimes we're not taking the time to do this challenge that we just did last, last week, which is the five whys connected to the vision. So you might be asking, what are the five whys? First, you want to know, well, what is the big thing that God has called you to? And then you have to say, God, and how do you want me to connect to the vision? Do you want me to be a worker in the vision, meaning that I'm doing the task to get there? Or do you want me to lead people to get to the vision? That's different work, different work, different work. And if you are comfortable being the doer, and not so comfortable being the leader, or you're comfortable being a doer, but you feel like in order to be an effective leader, you have to be a doer at the same time, what that can turn into is frustration for the people that God placed in your life to get the work done. How does that happen, Latasha? It happens all the time. Right now, I have a young man that works for me. And I love working with Isaac. He cracks me up because he's just like excited and zealous and excited about everything. And he wants to do a lot of things. And what I realized is in the past, when I hired people like that, that had this zest, I would give them a lot of stuff, but I wasn't leading well, which then when I gave those assignments and I didn't prepare him for them, it would frustrate me and I would have undefined hustle. And he couldn't keep up with me nor could he make me happy or nor could they make me happy because I would just get frustrated about what they were not doing. And I'm working harder now that I have a team than I was when I didn't have a team. So I would easily fall back into I'll do it myself. And what I had to learn to be an effective leader is to say to myself, what is the big idea? And then, God, what is it that you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? But here again is another problem. 
when God gives us these visions and we transition from leadership, from worker to leadership, it's hard because what we will say, let me say what I will say. What I will say is I'll go into this. I'll use this scripture to justify me doing this undefined hustle. What scriptures do I use? Well, I will say stuff like, well, as the business owner or as the leader, if I don't work, I don't eat. Instead of flipping my perspective on that, which is true. If I don't work, I don't eat. But how am I supposed to work? How am I supposed to work? Well, then the other story we'll tell ourselves, or at least I would tell myself, when I couldn't really understand the difference between hustle and obedience with with strategy was, I would say, well, faith without works is dead. Well, the question I want to challenge you is, what work? What work are you supposed to do? And what I realize now is when I go back to those two statements and I say I worked really hard, but I didn't get an outcome, it's because I had undefined hustle that in the world it made, may have made sense. But connected to this kingdom focused thing, it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense because my role was the wrong place. Natasha, I still can't keep up with you. I'm not understanding. It's not coming together for me because I believe that if I want to be a good leader, I should be able to do every single task and every single thing. Let me tell you, I have seen some of the most effective leaders not know how to do much work at all. They had a vision and they knew how to lead people. Can't be possible. Yes, it can. All the time. Yes, it can. But when we stay in our hustle mode, because it's hard for us to sit back and say, God, what is the strategy for this? Our natural tendency is to go into hustle mode and we justify it with, I got to get the work done. And what God taught me in this in the in the business world is this thing called opportunity cost. So we're hustling hard, we're hustling hard, we're hustling hard, and we're not getting any outcomes because the things we're hustling to do is to get tasks done. We're taking our mind off the big idea or the big thing that we're supposed to be trying to accomplish. What is the big idea? The big idea is for the works that we do to glorify God. Well, how is what I'm doing when I think about how he wired me glorifying God? We're not asking ourselves these questions. Instead, we're running around because it's easier. It's easier. How many of you guys get frustrated? Please be honest. Maybe give a a like instead of a comment. You get more frustrated explaining to people versus doing it yourself. How many of you? I know for me. I used to get real frustrated and I would be like, listen, by the time I explain this to you, I actually said this to Shannon the other day, but I said it to her in a different context. By the time I explained to you how to do this thing, I could have just done it for you. And what I realized is my mindset with her was not where it used to be, which is my thing is one day I want to get to the place where she realizes I could phone a friend to do it versus me doing it because it's not a good use of my time for the thing that I'm trying to accomplish. That's when we run into the undefined hustle. That's when we don't get more work done because we're working so hard and we're not working smart and we can't accomplish big things because we're focused on the little things. I remember working with a manager one time and I was cracking up. 
because they had this process that they wanted done. And let's just say that they wanted the process done on pink paper and the employee decided to do it on a different color paper. They got so frustrated with the color of paper and they never took the time to say what the paper represented that they just took the assignment back. And I was like, wait, wait, what, what, what? You are doing an assignment of a person that's like four levels down below you. You do realize that no business leader will look at that as a good thing. That's an undefined hustle. And actually, you could get penalized because you don't know how to delegate when you're saying that you want more responsibility because you're doing all the work and you're doing all this crazy stuff that's not connected to the big thing. It's not idling saying, yep, I'm guilty. Sherry's saying, like, now. Real talk. And so you need to ask yourself, if I'm not getting the outcomes that God desires, that I believe God desires in my life, I need to get out of the sinking boat and really take a look at what's going on. And most times when you need to take that look, you can't look at it by yourself because you can't see the error in your ways. And if you know a lot of people that can co-sign on your crazy and say that what you're doing is good, then you still can't get anywhere because you got two people trying to co-sign on the craziness of their thoughts versus how can I do it strategically? Some of my greatest breakthroughs is when I hired a coach. I hired a coach to help me figure out what was next for my career move. And they walked me through a 10-month process to help me get clarity on things I could not see. And people in my world couldn't help me understand because it was I was hustling. You know, there's a song. And this is the thing. I think in our culture, you get rewarded for, un, for undefined hustles. It's almost like a, a term of endearment. When somebody's like, what you doing? Oh, I'm so busy. I had so much on my plate. And then you look at some people that you could perceive as being successful and it looked like they ain't never busy. It's not that they're not busy. They're focusing on the things and the role for the vision that only they can do. And then they hire other people to do what they can do so that you can stay and be excellent in what you were called to be. And we can't get frustrated by that. If never ever in my life have God shown me about being connected and focused and committed on the thing. I have said this a million times by now, but God literally had me take my business marketing and all the things I do for my business and put them on a shelf for the fourth quarter, which logically makes no doggone sense in the world if you understood the state of my actual business, what I get paid to do. That's what he had me do. Put it on the shelf. And he said, I want you to commit to this movement of getting naked with God and lead it. And even this morning when I was sitting there having time with God, he said, and you're not even doing enough in obedience with that. I still see a little bit of that undefined hustle in you. And so I'm like, okay, God, show me that so I can stop it and stay focused to the thing that he wants me to be obedient to right now even though logically it won't make sense to nobody. That's why I don't have these conversations with a lot of people. Because I'm like, God got me doing some crazy stuff right now to get naked with God and to leave this movement to be sold out for Jesus and understanding that he truly is my Jehovah Jireh. It looks crazy to the world. 
But the word says we will be peculiar creatures. Now, this does not mean for anybody to quit their jobs. This does not mean for anybody to do radical things because I spent a lot of time with God and I have peace beyond all understanding in this decision of strategic obedience for this season of my life. I'm believing that God is going to do things. I see God doing things. I see him doing things. And it didn't have me abandon some of my existing clients. I'm just not looking for new ones. I see him blessing my clients with things that they have been waiting years to happen. Monday, we celebrated. Yesterday, I was listening to a song. It's going to be a good day because I was like, this client had been waiting to do this one particular task for years. And Monday, it happened. But do you know why Latasha can focus in on that? Because she's getting naked with God and she's showing up in excellence and she's leading and being a good manager over the things that God has for her right now. So if you are not seeing what you believe God is calling you to, I want to challenge you today and say, let's just take a moment. Even if you're not in the Get Naked With God challenge, if you have a copy of the book, because I know there's several of you that do, go to this challenge where it says you ask yourself why. Why do I do what I do? And do I need to be doing it or could somebody else be doing it? Why am I doing what I'm doing? And if it is a struggle to get through the whys or after you answer all the whys, you see that it doesn't still make sense, then you're probably doing this undefined hustle stuff because it's never good. All it does is have you exhausted at the end of the day, but you don't feel accomplished and you don't feel any closer to the goal. At least those were my experiences. You could be honest and say, ouch, if those are yours. So my challenge for you today is, do you want to keep going down the path of the undefined hustle or do you want strategic obedience? Strategic obedience is found when you spend time with God and asking him where your yes and your no shall be. Because whatever you say yes to, you're saying no to something else. Please be aware of that. And we serve a God of strategic obedience, not undefined hustle. And when you go back to the beginning of my message today and I talked about how do people say, well, it felt like I was doing nothing, but I got blessed and it was favor. That's not true. That means you have strategic obedience, doing and preparing for the thing that God has called you to. And when that opportunity presented itself, the reason it was favor is because you were ready for it. And the reason why you felt blessed is because you were prepared for it. Success is when opportunity meets preparation. And some of us are in the preparation season and what you might be doing on your free time from work or inside of work when you're raising your hand for a stretch assignment or in your relationship may not make sense, but it could be preparation for the thing that God wants to bless you with. I know that stuff has worked out for me. Always strategic obedience. It trumps undefined hustle every time. Dear God, we thank you today for reminding us of the importance to be obedient and strategic according to what it is that you show us through the word of God. Dear God, I also understand that you use other people. And so I pray that we will receive the people who can pour into our lives to help us either leading it or to get the work done. Dear God, I pray for all of the women who are currently in the Get Naked With God Challenge, we are moving into a season or a part of this challenge where they are intentionally reaching out to others. And I pray 
that they don't get so comfortable with their undefined hustle that they can't open themselves up to the opportunity of understanding the idea of we are better together. Dear God, for those you have called into leadership, I pray that they step into that and they begin to lead and they can train up others to do the work because they can do more of your work in the position of visionary and leadership than they ever could do trying to do everything themselves. God, I dear, I pray, I pray that they have peace when they ask for the help. I pray that they have peace when they push into those areas of discomfort and it feels weird and it's painful, but they understand that this is what you're doing. You're stretching and you're molding us. Dear God, I pray that we can surrender our flesh will to your spiritual way. Lord, you are a good God who is worthy to be praised. We thank you. We give you our highest praise. We thank you. We want to bless the Lord with all of our tasks and all of our behaviors and all of our doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, everybody. Be blessed by today. I see Adeline says, ouch. <laughs> Reminder for those who are in the Get Naked with God challenge, I will be there at 7.30. So if you go to the group, I will be there live at 7.30 in case you're not getting the alerts. Um, and I look forward to sharing with you today's challenge. God bless and have a great day. Bye-bye.